Uh, so we kind of watched an emotional movie this week, but it, it has a feel good for, I, I guess I'll explain at the end why this week's movie is a feel good movie, but I'm going to put Jordan on the spot because she was saying she just got done watching <laughs> the finale of dancing with the stars. And so her Semi-fi. emotions are already riding high. Is the semifinals? Is that what it is? Semifinals. Next semifinals. Week the, folks. The, the, the finale. What's the crop of stars this season? They're like the A list, B list, C list, COVID list. Like, what's the? How does it, Com- the stars rank this year? Combination of them all. You have um, like Iman, NBA player, who's making it to the finale. Couple of my favorite people just got voted off. Uh, Suni Lee, who's an Olympic gold medalist, Ooh. she was super great at it. Melora from The Office, she. Just got voted off as well. Melora uh, Hardin was on there, who played yeah. Jan. Oh yeah, wow! Exactly. Yeah. So she was she great dancer. She did a great job this season. So wish she would have made it to the next round. But you know, you win some, you lose some. So. Uh, speaking of people who get voted off the island, or actually, he's just not here. He may be on an <laughs> island. I'm not sure. <laughs> Nick is on vacation in a country that people don't take vacations at. So. Like, either he's running drugs for the cartel this week, or he got really good deals on the tickets. I don't know. But he's not here. That's how late he is to the show. He won't show up. Uh, I was going to say, we're going to get, like, a hostage note, or, like, <laughs> you, need, you need to guess. I want to guess on the next Binge Watchers, or they're going to make well, us watch a movie. Yeah. Or send Bell money. It's really one of the two. <laughs> I like it. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Here's some home video headlines for this week, folks. Blockbuster Video is coming back in the form of a sitcom on Netflix. It was going to star, maybe it's going to star Randall Park, who played, what, a dictator in that movie called The Interview. It was a comedy about the North Korea dictator. Uh, yeah. Seth Rogen comedy, James Franco comedy. Um, he was in a romantic comedy called Always Be My Maybe. What else has he been in? He's in, uh, oh, I like him in this movie, uh, Office Christmas Party. That was pretty good. So he's in a lot of comedy stuff. I was going to say, probably the biggest thing was that TV show, Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, yeah, he plays the dad in Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah, for like, I don't know, six or seven seasons. I don't know how many seasons they have. That's a funny show, too. six, yeah. Vanessa. Yeah, he does appearances and voices in tons of my favorite cartoons. And I love that he's on Drunk History, Adventure Time. You got BoJack Horseman to add it. Oh, dang, if he did Drunk History, I have to see that episode. I don't know if I've seen his episode. Great show. Or episodes, I don't know. Do you remember what story he tells? Mm, I I can't recall. I'll right. have to pull it up. I am I am DB it. Send it to Dave. He'll have to put it on the fact list. <laughs> All right. So, oh, it's being produced by Vanessa Ramos, who I guess does a lot of producing on and writing on Superstore, which is like another sitcom. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, she worked on Crashing on HBO, which is like a comedy show with Pete Holmes. It was kind of funny. Uh oh, speaking of people named Pete, Tubi Originals are finally expanding. Pete Davidson's getting a cartoon. I don't know what to say about this guy. 
I, I haven't got, I haven't got Jordan's opinion on Pete Davidson, so I don't want to offend her by Not saying a fan. like, I just roll my eyes. Good. I, yeah. pops up. Oh gosh. I drew a frowny face on my notes for tonight to, to talk about his show. Like I've had enough of that guy. I never really liked him, but you know, he's like famous for dating celebrities. That's, that's like his claim to fame. We should film uh, him off Island. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see. Oh, Aquadunk Side Pieces, which is a continuation of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, is coming out early next year. That should be fun. It's bringing back uh, Master Shake, Frylock. What's it? Oh, Meatwad, Carl. Good show. Um, they're also going to have an HBO Max movie, which is I didn't know they were going to do an Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, uh, Venture Brothers and uh, Metalocalypse. Well, Jordan was talking about drunk history and some adult swim type cartoons. Um, have you seen Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Are you down with those guys? Couple episodes. That's a good one. It seems yeah. super funny. Yeah, it's always yeah. my kind of humor. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's pretty so, good. It, yeah. It's definitely late night, get drunk, get stoned, whatever your yeah. choice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of drinking, tonight's movie is about four teachers that drink to. I don't know. Uh, see if they can test out whether it will affect their personal and professional lives. Um, it's called <laughs> Druk. It's called Druk in Danish, which has no direct translation. So people are just assuming that it means binge drinking or references drinking. But I was watching an interview with the director who was trying to explain that like there's like 10 or 11 words or something in Danish that mean drinking, but like different levels of drinking or have like different <laughs> emotional affects for the type of drinking they're talking about. So. To just say that it's that it's just binge drinking like doesn't really do the the title any favors, but the English title is uh, another round. And let's see what's going on. Um, it's full with great stuff. It's a life affirming movie, I guess. Uh, it, if I had a list of like movies you had to watch before you die, it's on it. And then Dave also has some dangerous facts, don't you, Dave? I, yeah, I do. But you know what? I don't think you looked up the, the Norwegian scholar where they based their drinking theory on, did you, Dave? I did not. Because I found uh, other stuff that I found more interesting. Well, yeah. All right. We'll find out. Um, so uh, even though this is a feel-good movie, I'm going to start off with a bit of a bummer. Um, this film was actually uh, based off of a play by the director, Thomas Vinterberg, um, and his daughter, Ida, or Ida, had urged him to adapt it into a film. Um, Ida had also told him stories of young Danish drinking culture, which he had incorporated into the script. Um, unfortunately, Ida Vinterberg was actually cast to play uh, a daughter of Mads Mikkelsen's character, but unfortunately, she passed away four days into production uh, in a car accident. Um the director had actually considered not finishing the movie and letting it go and even had suicidal thoughts. Uh, however, he decided to make the movie more life affirming after kind of, uh, and being awakened by life and not just about drinking. Um, Mads Mikkelsen had stated there was no actual alcohol on the set while filming. Uh, but after, you know, <laughs> you know, when they weren't filming, they would actually kind of test the theory for themselves to see how well they could, uh, function on alcohol. Um, Mads Mikkelsen, I, this is what I found most interesting is I, I had no idea is Mads Mikkelsen was actually a professional ballet dancer in his early career um, and, you know, studied at an academy in Sweden um, and even married his choreographer at some point. Um, and he actually wanted to do the final dancing scene just to kind of prove that he could still do it. Um, 
So this is actually one of only four Danish movies to actually win an Academy Award for Best Foreign, Fil- uh, Foreign Film. Uh, the director, Thomas Vinterberg, was also one of the few directors nominated for Best Director without actually having been nominated for Best Picture. And is actually one of the few directors nominated without having an actor nominated as well, which is something that usually doesn't happen if you're directed Best Director. So, yeah. That also happened during like a forgettable Oscar year. Like nothing really mattered at this Oscars, but he had a pretty good speech and he was talking about his daughter that he lost. So it was quite a tearjerker award winning moment, but also the movies kind of falls in that category too. But the, they wanted to do like a scientific study, like at this blood alcohol level, will we do this at this level? Will we do that? And they like change up the experiment as the movie goes on. But the guy they based it on is a real dude. His name is Finn. uh, I don't know. Scardened, I'm probably saying his name wrong, butchering it, but he said they the movie kind of had like a selective misquoting of his interpretation of like an Italian study. So he was actually looking at like some older writing, and what he said was like, after two glasses of wine, life is great. It feels like maybe the humans are missing like a 0.5 alcohol level. So he was just making like a a comment, but not like a not like a scientific fact. He's just like I feel this way, right? So theory, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he gives the movie, yeah. But he does give the movie a lot of credit for its context. So you know, it's not too at too far out of left field. He was saying, um, their interpretation of his the study that he was doing or whatever. Uh, let's see, where are we? Favorite bits. Uh oh, and if you guys forgot their names, I wrote down all their names. There's the main character is Martin. His best friend is Tommy. The one who wants to do the study is Nikolai. And then the other teacher, the one that's the music teacher, is Peter. So, yeah, so they're all teachers, I think. Like, So Martin's the main yeah. guy. He's the Mads Mikkelsen uh, who Mad- Mads plays in the movie. He's a history teacher. His friend Tommy's like a soccer coach and like the gym teacher. Uh, Peter's the, mu- the musician. Nikolai must do like social studies or philosophy or something because he's the one that wants everybody to take part in the experiment right so or philosophical study whatever um let's see who wants to start <laughs> who wants to tell me well, their favorite bits? well I, I guess we go in our normal order nick's not here so i'll go um okay probably the last 10 minutes of this movie i mean honestly this is this does fall into a feel-good movie but i mean it is it's rough goings until the last you know 10 minutes or so of this movie it's mm. not very uplifting until then but it does hit you um you know I, I really identify with mad's um or you know my martin's struggle in the movie you know he's just kind of lost um you know kind of lost the passion for life lost passion for his wife just for everything um so you know i've had down moments like that i get that um but the last you know, 10 minutes or so, you know, he's texting his wife, you know, they'd been separated. It's clear. She wants to make a reconnection, you know, that kind of like, you know, boosts him up. And then he just has that wonderful dance. You know, he's like, you know, fuck it. I'm, I'm living again, you know, goes and dances. And, you know, the rest of the movie is just him dancing around with his students, actually being happy for once in a long time. So, you know, that, how could you not like that? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, so to summarize, you like the dancing finale where he wants to hold on to the sensation of the revelation or whatever, the growth that he went through in the movie. That yeah. he wants to keep that moment alive. So that's Dave's favorite bit, apparently. <laughs> what <laughs> if we could try to summarize it for Dave? Yeah. Uh Jordan. Yeah, yeah. So 
I love Specs, the cute little boy in soccer. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's just a little outcast, and it just was so heartwarming when he grabs Tommy's hand. You know, um, I think they were singing the song before a soccer game, and it was just, like, so cute because you can see this, like, internal struggle with Tommy, and this little boy just, like, loves him so much anyways. Um, And I loved um, the Sazerac scene, too, when they, like, start making all the Sazeracs. I, I come from a lot of food service and bartending especially, so kind of was like reminiscing a little bit from having fun making cocktails and um of course the the dancing scene at the very end was just like so on point. Loved it. Yeah, so the little boy specs is like the the coaching character, Tommy, teaches both the high school gym class and then like part time is like in charge of what like a mil- elementary school level like soccer coaching or whatever. And Specs is like the littlest guy on the team. Uh, the kids give him a hard time. The coach kind of looks after him. Uh, the spoiler alert is going to be a total downer for this evening. One of the friends is lost in the movie. It is the coach. Specs puts a flower on his little grave, and then they sing the. It's like their national anthem or something. I think mm-hmm. that the kids repeat singing in the movie. The little kids have to sing or whatever. Um. Yeah, you know what's interesting about this movie is like the relationships seem very real. Like you could buy that they're friends. Like when mm-hmm. uh, Jordan was talking about making the special cocktails with the absinthe, um, you feel like these are guys that might have known each other for twenty five years or whatever. And then like between Martin and Tommy, you really believe that they're best friends. And then when you when you feel like Tommy's starting to backslide and he's having serious problems, you're like, man. And then you then there's a scene with a boat and a dog. You're like, all right. Yeah. yeah. You know, like American filmmaking metaphors, you're like, we got a dog and a boat and the sun's going down. Somebody's about to die in the next 10 minutes. Like, here we go. You know, put your popcorn down, get the tissues out, you know, that kind of moment. Um, and then, oh, I thought it was pretty honest and uh, not overdone. Like, there's a, a scene where the dad is like trying to arrange a camping trip. Martin is like, the, the family, when the family was getting along, when they weren't dysfunctional, the two sons and the wife, they used to go on camping trips, so they go on a camping trip. Then he has a private, intimate moment with the wife, and they're like they're reconnecting. But then they both have like this moment of like this even being here together doesn't make sense anymore because of where we are in our our lives. Like we're no longer together this way, so why are we here? And their interactions felt like I don't know, pretty honest and real. I mean, it's just two actors, but you could almost believe that that's happening, you know. So yeah, and the whole movie kind of kind of is that way so i actually wonder if that's what my favorite thing of the movie is it seems like captivating like kind of from the beginning like you really are just exploring this the concept the movie's trying to explore with the characters like hey we're gonna see if drinking can be a philosophical thing and can we do it safely and and then obviously things get away from them and unravel in different ways for each one of the characters but um so i guess that's my favorite part that it seems it doesn't seem like something put together by orchestration. It seems like something that could have just been spontaneously happened. Right. Uh, yeah. It's very, very honest. Like you were saying the relationships. Uh, I mean, there's like a scene where I think um, Martin goes and cleans up uh, Thomas's uh, apartment or place, you know, like just kind of helping him out. Like just, I don't know. It seems like just real relationships, real shit friends would do for one another. Um, and they had the yeah, acting. You know- that's probably the scene that would get cut on like the editing room floor, right? Like in the, 
the American version is like, do you really got to keep the scene where he goes and makes his best friend dinner? Like, actually, yeah, you got to keep that scene in the movie. Right. You know? But, you know, it, it, or not, you know, because um, we got to have another car chase, you know, instead. We got to blow, <laughs> I mean, blow something up here. But that's kind of what I like about foreign movies sometimes is they just do, you know, go left when you, American movies would go right. Um, you know, just little things like even like that. You know, you don't see little scenes like that in American movies. Yeah, absolutely. Something relatable with all of the characters and all of the relationships that they have with each other. It was really well done. I liked a lot. Nice. Uh, it's very satisfying. Like the first time I watched this movie, it hit me at the right time. Like I had to watch it then. I felt good. It made me feel better. I think we all can. Everybody can feel like Martin. I mean, I don't. I don't. You know. I think. Yeah. I mean, like, in the beginning of the movie, he's, like, almost ready to cry. They like, give him a glass of wine at dinner, and, like, like you feel like the dude's really depressed. Oh, yeah. So, they did a great job <laughs> on the movie. Birthday scene, yeah. Yeah. See, that's, like, a great scene. It's hard to say it's my favorite bit because you break it down. I mean, it's really kind of a sad, emotional scene. It's hard to say, yeah. like, oh, my favorite thing is this guy breaking down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, what's funny about the Martin character is, like, you can just tell that he's, like, holding back for half the movies. You're, like... Oh, this guy can really party. Like this guy has been to the edge before, and he's like, "Do I really want to go to the edge again?" He's like, you know, he's like, "I know all the steps," and he's like, "He's like, I don't think you guys." He's. It kind of looks like he's processing these thoughts of like, "Do you guys know what you're really asking for here? Like, do you really want Martin back from the college days?" <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, also, probably if you look at it, like in your twenties, you have all this energy and a direct path of what you want to do, and then not necessarily all the experiences, but then in your thirties, these guys, it's like now they have experiences, but they don't have the tangible energy or they, it's such a clear path because they made decisions already. And it kind of put their path. They had to go one way. Like they're already on the path. They're stuck on it. Right. Mm. And they're like, well, we're just going to take, we're just going to like get off the path real quick and see what happens. You know, I don't know if anybody can successfully hold it together. I mean, the story takes place over maybe like, um, what a few months or something. It was like a few I months, imagine right? over at least a school year or half a school year. Oh, like a, oh, like a semester or something. Yeah, because I mean, it ends with their graduation, so. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's away. true. So maybe the whole year, maybe I'm not sure. Well, it was like midterms when he's like not doing well and not connecting to the students in the history yeah. class, and then all of a they, sudden they're getting ready. Yeah, they hit him down, yeah. and they're like, mm. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe at least like six months. It's hard to it's hard to really guess movie time. I mean, movie time's kind of made up anyway, but yeah. Um, that's also a significant element. I don't know why it's somehow because it shapes their experiences. Uh, where are we at? I'm lost. Oh, we're rating the movies. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I could think. Yeah, you can think about this movie for a while longer than a podcast. So I suggest people watch it. Um, okay, Jordan, let's do your binge now, binge later, binge never rating. Let's see where you fall. Binge now for sure. Nice. Yeah, binge now for me. This is my second time watching the movie again. Hard to watch the Tommy stuff. I was like, I'll just skip around. <laughs> it's a two-hour movie, I can just watch half of it. Uh, but the ending is very satisfying. It's definitely a binge now for me. I was telling people about this when I discovered it, and I was really happy that, you know, wishy-washy about Oscars, but I was glad that they, they got an award. Um, fan service. Oh, uh, speaking about American movies, uh, some guy named Maurice. I, th- I thought that was unique. You don't hear about a lot of people named Maurice these days. So he was saying he doesn't like. He actually used the word hate, so he's very specific. He hates the specialist, which is a s- 
Steven or uh, Sylvester Stallone movie. The specialist is with uh is it Sharon Stone and Yeah, and Sharon Jordan? Stone. And I feel like this movie is just like, let's make a movie. Stallone's like, let's just make a movie so I can hang out with Sharon Stone, which is like how I feel like a lot of movies get made. And it's the a bomb like, expert. Yeah. I, I've never seen I it. Know. I, I just m- remember I the trailers being about bomb experts. <laughs> There's another movie called Assassins that also has Antonio Banderas and Stallone. And I mix that up with this movie. So I don't really know the plot. It's just like, I'm not really sure what he's a specialist at. I have no idea. But mm. Maurice doesn't like it. So there you go, folks. Don't, don't watch the specialist because Maurice, if you're out there listening, we'll let everybody know that you don't like it. There you go. That's your fan service for the week. Uh, where are we at now, Dave? Oh, uh, stuff that anybody else watched. We already know that Jordan consumed <laughs> Dances with the Stars. Hey, watched two more stars. You get feel good from Dancing Hopefully with she the didn't, Stars. Did you bet any money because two of your stars are out? Did you lose any oh cash? God, why didn't I start doing that? I want to get into hmm. sports betting. I guess this is like my uh, gateway. Into... Oh, is there? I wonder <laughs> if there is fantasy sports betting for Dancing with the Stars. It's possible. Like probably fantasy or something with star dancing. Interesting. They probably have the like, biggest bets you can make. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, you can do it on like anything these days. Surfing, you can do it on. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not really a better, but yeah, I'm gonna look it up. If not, I'm gonna do fantasy <laughs> dancing with the stars next. There you go. Uh, I watched Fred Claus too. I, uh, you know, crucify me for uh, getting on the Christmas train a little too early, but I'm here for it. So, yeah. I actually like that one. That's Vince Vaughn playing Santa Claus's brother, Fred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. And then they like. One thing is they crop big people's faces on little people's bodies, right? There's like an elf that's in love with a regular sized person, but they took oh, yeah. <laughs> this this actor who's like a comedic actor who is one of the judges in Perfect Pitch. Like they just they just yeah. crop his face. He's also in some other Vince Vaughn movies. Like he's in a breakup. He plays the singing brother of the girl oh, that Jennifer yeah. Aniston plays. John in Michael the Higgins. There you go, Dave. <laughs> Bringing the facts at the end <laughs> as well. I like that actor. He's funny. Yeah, I don't know his name. I just know what he looks like. <laughs> the like uh the North Pole DJ is like ludicrous and it's like ludicrous's face on like a little yeah. body. And they do, yeah. they do like an elf rap. They do like an elf rap off and they do all this little elf hip hop thing. It's kind of funny. I've never actually uh, sat down with Fred Claus. I might have to this year. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. This is right up your alley, Dave. Right up your alley. <laughs> and uh, and Paul and your boy Paul Giamatti is Santa Claus. Oh yeah. Yeah, so oh, I yeah, watched most anything, Paul Giamatti. I just didn't get to that one. Um, I actually did watch a Christmas movie, too, although that's not what I'm recommending. I did watch the <laughs> – John Re- told me about it, the Bruce Campbell Hallmark movie. Amazing <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I'm not suggesting that one because it was actually pretty boring. Uh, oh, man. Uh, I, actually, I, this was a week I didn't really watch anything too great, so I'll just tell you the one thing. I actually went out to a theater to see uh, went and watched the new Paul An- or not Paul Anderson, uh, Wes Anderson movie, um, The French Dispatch, which is like basically Paul, or I keep saying Paul Anderson, Wes Anderson making three short films and making it into one long film. Um, it, we had our discussion last week about least favorite. I'm going to say this is probably my least favorite Wes Anderson movie, although it's still somewhat enjoyable. Nice look out in the big screen, man. <laughs> I didn't see anything super great this week, unfortunately, aside from another round. So what about you, John? Uh, No, I didn't watch anything worth worth bringing up. 
Now I wish I was a fan of Dancing with the Stars, so I'd have more to talk about. But I don't know. I should ask you guys what you're watching ahead of time, so then I can watch it and then comment on it. That's what I should do. Uh, so what are you gonna watch next? After Anybody? Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's it's holiday season. I'm gonna be turning up the Christmas movies. All right, don't tell anybody, but I'll pull this trick that I do on the show sometimes, where I tell everybody to watch the same thing for the staff pick. But don't, it's totally organic, so don't tell anybody that I said that. Okay? All right. <laughs> oh, hot mic! Oh, shit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I break the fourth wall on this show all the time, and that's why it's good. Right, Dave? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so next week, we're going to watch Eddie the Eagle, which is about a kid that dreams of going to the Olympics, and he does in a pretty funny way, because his country does not have... Um, what kind of skiing is this? This is like long jump, ski, ski jumping, ski yeah. jumping. You know where they jump many, many meters on skis. So it's a Winter Olympic, but it's got Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman in a supporting role. He's not playing Wolverine. He's playing a washed up ski jumping coach who's going to help Eddie the Eagle soar. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like full runnings too. I'm like reading the poster now. Yeah, <laughs> I think full runnings. So tune in next week, folks, for the finale of this feel good run. And then we'll be on to other stuff, bigger and better movies. But actually, probably the standout of this series, or like that term that's popular in movies now, like the penultimate episode. I think we just had it. Probably the movie that's the best of the run is probably another round. Uh, I agree. It's also the most realistic. So it's like if your life was going one way, and you just needed a little bit that you could like easily digest and understand and also relate to, it's probably this movie that we just watched. But if you want to be fantastic, you got to go back and get that uh, suit that Jordan's talking about to be like Will Ferrell in that singing movie. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Dave, what does that look for? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> track suits, track suits. That's what you guys are getting for your uh, stocking stuffer. Track Holy suits? Just kidding. <laughs> it's like three grand in track suits right there. <laughs> Guys, I spent all the commission money. I <laughs> no, just go to a thrift store. We're getting old, suits. like nineteen nineties Reebok tracksuits. I can't find the outro song. Oh, there it is. All right, say good night, Dave. To all your fans. Good night, Dave. You think you have fans named Dave? You might. Probably, it's a very common name. Was a pretty common name for millennials born between the ages of nineteen eighty three and the year two thousand. It was like one of ten names. Yeah, I used well, to have Maurice, like four or five Daves in my classrooms. So not a good night to anybody else, but Daves listening. <sighs> Only the Daves. Are... Only the Daves. Now we'll get a one star from a guy named like Brad. He's like, well, they didn't even mention me. Well, one there's star. that kids in the hall. There's that kids one in the hall star. song. These are the Daves I know. I know. These are the Daves I know. I don't know any more lyrics than that, but. <laughs>
Lauren, I forgot to mention that I think Jordan recorded while wearing a Binge Watchers t-shirt. Did, oh, yeah. yeah. Got my merch. Let's go. Rocking rock that merch. <laughs> Get your merch now. Yeah. Always. Always. ABC. Always be closing or ABS. Always be selling. Right, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Exclusive <laughs> links from Dave. For me. Maybe he'll tweet eventually. In five years.